Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And in this week's episode, we are talking about Cocaine Bear. That's right. The one and only Cocaine Bear. The, uh, yep. Anyway, it's, it, it does what it says in the package. Uh, it is exactly what you think it's going to be. If you don't know Cocaine Bear, I don't know how, if you don't know what the Cocaine Bear film is and you're listening to us, how is that possible? Um, how dare you? But anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Uh, so, Cocaine Bear, spoilers will be had. There's not a lot to spoil, but they will be spoiled. Uh, don't worry, we will we will not spoil anything until it's review time. So we got to get through the news first. But Dylan, what kind of news you got for me this week? All right, so um, it is kind of a light news week for some reason. Not sure why, but we got uh, still a few uh, good tidbits to get through. Um First off is that the uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards were a few days ago on Sunday. Um, that's the the SAG Awards. Yes, um, and <laughs> that's that's the as they're commonly referred to. Of course, yeah. And as y'all know, we we follow the Oscars pretty closely, but not yes. so much not so much the, the other award show. But the the Screen Actors Guild and the uh, Oscars, the Academy, are, have like the closest like Venn diagram voting pool. Like, okay, right. A lot of people in both the Academy and the Screen Actors Guild. Because so you can't compare it with Golden Globes or other things. I mean, I mean, you can, but like it's not the same exactly. But SAG it's not is... the same voter pool for sure. But sometimes we'll just piggyback on each other. And if somebody gets momentum, it'll snowball to winning the Oscar, you know, which is right. the final one. Um, but this one's like the biggest indicator for what might win. But I was very happy to see everything everywhere take a lot of... Uh, that's exciting. A lot of awards home. They won like Best Ensemble, Best Actress for Michelle Yeoh, Best Supporting Actress for Jamie Lee Curtis, which yes. that's the one I don't agree with, <laughs> to be who, honest. Who did she win over? I'm, th- that is kind of weird. I mean, she was good, but like she she wasn't in the movie enough to get a supporting actress. She was like a cameo. Yeah, she beat um, Angela Bassett for Ooh. Wakanda Forever, who she was thought to be the front runner. Uh, Hong Chow for The Whale. Uh, Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inisherin. I thought she was really good. That's my, yeah, she was great. My favorite, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere. And I feel like even just Stephanie Hsu should have won. Yeah, even within that cat, even within that movie, there's a better. I love Jamie Lee, but like sometimes these awards are like, wouldn't it be nice to give that person an award? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. They've never had one. It's their time. The Lifetime so Achievement that, Award. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's what's happening here. Um, it's like when Martin Scorsese won for whatever film it was. It's like this wasn't even hit yeah. the best. This isn't even close to best Scorsese movie. But exactly. okay, sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Jane Smart won for Hacks. We love her. Um, there were a lot of. It was like I feel like the most in touch award show. It's it's a it's a fun one. They have really cool pairings. Okay, like they had Jenna Ortega and I saw Bobby the Plaza TikToks on that one. Day. Yeah. Someone, whoever pairs the presenters there is like more plugged in than other award shows. You know what I mean? I see. But it was yeah. a good show. Um, we'll, of course, cover the Oscars as it oh, of course. gets closer. It's a couple March weeks, 12th. right? Yeah, yeah. Coming up. Yeah. Wait, that's not going to conflict with Scream, is it? That's the week before Scream comes out. Yeah. Good. Don't worry. Good. Don't worry. It's like Scream's not getting bumped. Not for the stupid Oscars. No, no, um, yeah, not for the dumb Oscars. Okay. We got one new trailer this week for me anyway. Um, it is another Disney live action adaptation. This time it's adapting Peter Pan. This one's called Peter Pan and Wendy. 
and yes. it's going straight to Disney Plus on April 28th, so a month from now. Or two months. Um, it looked... You watched it, right? Uh, yeah. Um, it looked... I liked it. Too, it. It looked good, but it looked not too like theatrical like the other ones, I feel like. No, it did, it did not look theatrical. Um, and Dylan, some of the Lost Boys are girls. Ugh. But, it just looked like New Zealand or something. I don't know. Yeah, of course. It definitely looked like they didn't have that set budget or the effects budget. But you know what? Um, I thought that gave it a charm. So, I, yeah, I thought I it was a good it trailer. Looks good. Yeah, it looks like um, not a direct adaptation of the animated right. movie, you know, which I like to see. Uh, yeah, because I'm not a huge uh, Peter Pan fan myself. I'm not, I'm not I don't have like a ton of nostalgia for it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I have no love for Peter Pan, to be honest. Um, right. But I'll watch it, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, still never watched Pinocchio, the live action one. So uh, I'm a little behind, got to be honest. But that one's apparently awful. So, um, which also went to Disney Plus. Well, uh, so, did, so did Mulan. Is that, is that a trend? Uh, 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 <laughs> we'll see. Uh, it's, not well, a, it's not the best news. I will say that. No, definitely not. But I'm hopeful. The trailer was better than I think the one for Pinocchio. So there's that. True. True. Okay. So Thunderbolts movie. Um, that's the one starring yes. Elena Belova, Bucky. Uh, you know the, all of them. Uh, the whole gang. Ghost. The gang's all here. Yeah, it's this Marvel Suicide Squad. I mean, I don't want to call it that, but that's what it seems like. What are you talking um, about? No way. The rumor is that they're going to be fighting Sentry in the movie. So it's like a. Suicide Squad v Superman situation. Sure. Sentry is like Marvel's. It's. I, w- I, w- I was missing more like Homelander, but it's just like a darker Superman. But he's not evil like a uh, like Homelander is. You know what I mean? Right. Um. He's twisted. He's kind of like mentally unstable. Let's say he's troubled. Right. A troubled young man. Um. But apparently that he's been cast. We're not sure if it's if uh he's definitely playing Sentry or not. But Steven Yoon is definitely in the movie. It's been cast in the Thunderbolts movie. Okay. Um, in like a central major role. And okay. it's not really like others that it could be, it seems like at this point. But um, this is definitely like unexpected casting, I would say. How do you feel about it? I, I'm into that. I think that's I like Steven Yoon. Um, I think that's good. Uh, I'm all for shaking up with atypical casting. I think that's good. He was great in Nope. Yes, he was fantastic in Nope. Um, are you prepared for all the diehard Sentry fans to be mad that he's not blonde? I'm um, I'm real ready for all the people that have that are going to tell me that they're longtime Sentry fans. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're they're going to appear. We've never heard of them at this point, but they will appear. Don't Dylan, ready. I barely i i worked I've worked at the comic book store for almost ten years, and I barely know who Sentry is. Like, I mean, I know who he is, but like. My yeah. biggest re- my biggest reference to Sentry is the Hero Clicks. He has <laughs> hey, he's had you. he's had one ongoing series since I've worked here. It was good, actually. It was good. Book. It was good. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, um, TBF, it was good. And he is a good villain or anti-hero character yeah. in like Avengers books too. I like Sentry, so his Hero Clicks was good too. Oh, really? What did they do? Uh, hit people really hard. He's like Superman. Oh, okay, cool. Just he flies. I flies in his people. But he's got a cape on. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you know. What more could you want? Yeah, well, yeah. What more do you want out of a Heroclix? Have you played? Can I go off on a real tangent? Yes. For a second. Have you played the Marvel Champions card game? Uh, it's called Marvel no, Champions. 
I think I downloaded it when it came out and I bailed on it because I didn't really it's care a for it. physical I love... card game. Wait, it's a oh physical card game? Marvel Champions? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Uh no, I have not played Marvel Champions. I, okay, that's a lie. I played it in at a retailer thing. Like before it came out at a demo. Was thing. it any fun? Yeah, I liked it. It's an LCG, so it's gonna be um like Magic the Gathering. So it's uh, I'm sorry, an LCG is a living card game, if you don't know. Uh, so it's Magic the Gathering, you buy booster packs and you have to build decks. Uh, this is not that. A living card game is everyone has access to the same cards. You just buy the box or buy the expansion pack and then you just have all the cards. There's no like rarities. Uh, it was okay. neat. It was neat. I was looking at it at Barnes & Noble and they had like a Scarlet Witch expansion and like they had so many expansions and it was just like a deck for each character. It looked kind of right. cool. I don't know. It is, but you don't play with a Scarlet Witch deck. It sort of like gets integrated into your other stuff. It's uh, it's a it's a cool game. We carry it sometimes. Um, mostly just the base game though, because there's just so many expansions. Yeah, it seems that way. But it's neat. Like they had like Loki. Like they had like even like some minor characters too. Expansions for them. I was like, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, like a um, Marvel Crisis Protocol, the little miniatures game that came out at the same time is really cool. But they have some real bottom of the barrel two packs. It's like if you want to get the Beta Ray Bill, you get Beta Ray <laughs> Bill packed in with Ulick. Oh, like, like oh. <laughs> Great. Gotta sell it somehow. <laughs> for the big okay. for the big Ulick fans. It's like Marvel Legends. Okay. Yeah, of course. Um, anyway, let's okay. play Snap. No, I'm done with Snap. What? Sorry. But I'm just like getting good. That Wanda and Vision like purchasing. I was like, right. I'm not doing it. I didn't wow. buy it. Okay. Speaking of Marvel, um, the Spider-Verse movie, Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. Coming out. Uh, you know, the summer, right? Sometime, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know when uh, it's coming June, out. June second. No, like don't look to um, me, dude. I don't know. I just recalled that. I didn't look at it. No, there's no good. Um, of course, yeah. Um, so we don't do that on the been, show anymore. It's been rumored for a while that Tom Holland might make an appearance. Um, okay. but there's like a new rumor coming out from uh, a show called The Hot Mic. I assume it's a podcast. No way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, apparently a reputable dude from it, like who had like is big on the scoops michael um his name's holland uh no that's tom holland his name is <laughs> his, his uh, name is holland hamas i don't know it doesn't matter some scooper said okay. that he is in the movie and that it's a live action sequence like animated miles interacts with live action tom holland because you know presumably he's going through different dimensions and realities and stuff that's um, interesting is this how you would want to see it, or would you rather see like an animated Tom Holland? Because I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I don't need an animated Tom Holland. I think that's uh I think it's cool to have the existing Tom Holland that we know sort of get sucked into a different universe. I think it's a cool a cool idea. But I mean, I don't really care. I'm not here for the artistic direction of or I'm not here trying to, you know, art design this film because they did the first one perfectly. And I probably would have told them to do opposite things and I would have been wrong um true you know i'm i'm about it i think whatever they do is gonna is gonna hit what obscure spider character are you hoping to see oh if, do you have one off the top of your head or no yeah spiders man okay <laughs> we all love spiders uh, man i hope so he's, um I'm he's hoping made of spiders see... dylan <laughs> i'm hoping we see uh oh man i don't know S- the SPDR, like the Mecha one, that yes. was pretty cool. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if it's a Spider-Man character. I think he appears in Spider-Man book as but Frankencastle. I'd love to see Frankencastle. 
Is that like what it sounds like? It's exactly what you think it is. It's okay. uh, Punisher Frankenstein. I'm sending you a picture of that right now. Okay. Well, I would I would love to see that in another project. Oh my god. Yeah, it's Frankenstein. <laughs> exactly Castle. what was in my mind. Okay. Yeah, that's him. I think I think he was in a Spider-Man book, but I don't remember. I could be completely making that up. Interesting. Okay. Um, next up, we have a Something is Killing the Children uh, Netflix adaptation update. I saw that. This, this is the Boom Studios. Yes. Um, you know, horror book, I guess. Yes. Oh, you didn't have this on your list, did you? I hope not. No. <laughs> okay. It's about a, like a town plagued by monsters and they are killing the children. Um, but or Something they... is Killing the Children. It's gotten some traction, and they added um, a couple German creators who did the show Dark, which um, is apparently really good. Um, Dark. That sounds familiar. Baran Bo Odar and mm-hmm. John T. Fries. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good, good. Yep. Yeah. Good enough. They're going to be the showrunners for something that's killing the children. And Dark cool. is about young adults, too. And like, it seems like a good fit. And it's really. Um, dark is really like atmospheric and moody and do i know dark it had like a big moment for a little bit it had a moment oh i look okay i remember this poster yes it was a netflix show Um, i didn't didn't watch it oh well then uh (laughs) but i don't watch uh, a lot of things Dylan. it's true um but i really like the book i'm excited for it i hope it like actually comes out they have a first look deal with netflix so if it does happen, it'll probably be Netflix, and then if not, maybe somewhere else. So there's not not a hope is lost, you know. Yeah. Know Netflix is really like flaky. Yeah. Okay, my next one is like kind of like you know, Michael. You know, I'm really interested in like industry. Uh, of course. Industry drama, you know, I, like Succession, but Disney. Yes. <laughs> that's that's my favorite brand. I mean, um, it's it's a good brand. Why? What happened? So we, what have, we, got? we got we got some Disney Disney drama, specifically Disney World. Okay. But it might the story might have implications on like Marvel Disney Entertainment stuff like really? that going forward. Okay. So basically, I'm gonna I'll lay it all out. Okay. Let's hear. Disney it. World's in Florida. We know that. It's uh, on a um a parcel of land uh, called Reedy Creek. Okay. And it's basically like their own little city, kind of. They're separate from they like run their own thing separate from Florida, like their own taxing and bonding and like their own firehouse and emergency wow. inf- infrastructure zoning. Sure. Um, so they, they answer to themselves and like, apparently they save tens of millions a year by doing this, by like kind of running themselves as their own little town. Think of like maybe like Westview or something. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah, I got you. I understand a, a town within a, within a city. Sure. Um, I get it. And they maintain this, by like uh this happened in 1967 since so before disney world by the way so it's always been that way um they've always okay. run themselves and they like they will, they will repair their own street if there's a problem they'll you know hire their own security sure. and like they they pay for everything but they get tax breaks so it's like a give and take okay um, uh, they've maintained it by lobbying and donating to politicians that like promise to keep reedy creek around basically ah sure um, Got it. Because you you hear about corporations like Disney donating to politicians, and specifically Disney, they dem- they they donate to Democrats and Republicans, and that okay. reason is because like they'll get promises from certain people. Um, and it, an example is one like this. Um, okay. But there was that whole 2020 drama a couple years ago where they they publicly like pushed against some legislation in Florida, and um. 
they promised, they basically said, we'll stop giving money to any politicians at all on either side. Okay. So they're like, we're bowing out. We're not doing that anymore. And, um, you know, we support everyone who works for us is basically what they said, you know? Right. Um, Cause I have a big um, following of like all types of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, and especially if they're like asking people to move there where they're um, like stationed, you want to feel like Disney is like, your company protects you is what was what the employees wanted of course um so they publicly pushed against it and then uh the current governor of florida is basically retaliating (laughs) by like signing a new bill dissolving reedy creek so they're like going to dissolve their all their autonomy for for disney world okay um and it's not just like a theory that it's a retaliation he wrote about it in his book that came out this week okay um saying like he said, like, oh, I warned them if they, um, you know, advocated for human rights that there would be consequences. And uh, is that how he phrased it, Dylan? No, I added that. Of course not. Human rights part. But he said <laughs> he warned them there would be consequences if they, you know, said anything right. against him. And they did. And then here, here's, here's what they are. So he's dissolving Cedar Creek. And then he's um, now that Disney can't make decisions, basically, at Disney World, other than business decisions. That's wild. Someone has to do it. So he's appointing a board to oversee Disney and it's made up of um, like 10 or so people. And they're all uh, his donors that have donated $50,000 <laughs> or more. Okay. And the wife of the GOP chairman is also wow um, on this board. So it's not experts in like tourism and zoning and what no, you would think it's just should be people is regular citizens. Yeah. Mostly. I would expect Disney world to, have an have issue some problems going forward yeah because you can't be just like, oh, move well, disney do- world yeah i, I mean i guess it. you could but like it would that's a decade-long process i feel like yeah and it'd be so costly too and um they might file to like make a new city like apparently there's avenues where they could fix it but um it doesn't seem like it wow and, uh, at least not with like the current legislation that's and, a really um, crazy story is there does is there a chance that that like shutters disney world no, but there's a chance that they could like make some decisions that we would see, like how they're right now converting Splash Mountain to, um, which is like has racist history to, of course, uh, to um, Princess and the Frog themed. If they had to like build a new river somewhere or, you know, do something a little right. bit different to fix it, they could be like, actually, no, you can't. So it's very like agenda driven at this point. Of it course. Seems like what the problems will be. And it seems like, if the goal is to make things harder for Disney, that maybe things like, oh, a street repair or something might not get done as quickly. Like you might not, right. it might not be the pristine experience that people are used to. That's very um, interesting. But like the question is, I guess it's not a question, but like if similar things could happen elsewhere, for example, like everything Marvel is shot in Georgia. And that's because they don't like want to be in Georgia. They get like tax breaks, you know, because they bring in like thousands of jobs to Georgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if like Georgia legislation doesn't like the content in a Marvel movie, then they could say, actually, you can't shoot here anymore. And then we could see the ramifications of that in like media and stuff like that. True. Wow. So the more Disney <laughs> stops donating to whatever politician is in place at the time, the more right. like things we might see consequences you know what i'm saying so yeah that's really interesting the question is like is it ethical for companies to like lobby for benefits or is it like or is it ethical for the government to make 
like economic decisions based on policy disagreements for companies. You know what I mean? It's right. like they both seem kind of it's actually super shady. But like I don't know what the answer is there. Well, it, I mean, it's like seems bad on both fronts. Yeah, it, not, neither one sounds good. Honestly, like it doesn't sound like I don't think Disney should also have free reign to just do whatever they want. Exactly. Um, but also, like, they also what man? That's yeah. That's a really weird situation. How did it get? But also, like, the government shouldn't be like retaliating based on. Of course not. Like social policy. issues, you know right. what I mean? It seems like right. It seems up yeah. That's well. very weird. Um. Yeah, that's hmm, okay. I have no answer for this. Yeah, me neither. It's just like a question. Yeah, uh, I think I. I mean. I think it's better the way it was in the way it it could potentially be. Although I guess we are currently just speculating on what might happen. They could very well do nothing or they could very well be just trying to get Disney to donate some money to fix the problem. I think it's safe to assume the worst and that they're going to make things really hard for Disney unless they uh, return to donating to their party. You know so they're going to extort, extort Disney. Legal extortion. There's nothing stopping them. It's yeah, it's legal. There's nothing stopping them from doing that. So <laughs> that's cool. Uh, I don't know. Corporations are people apparently. S- so yeah, I don't want to side with the corporation or the government. So it's kind of like a the girls are fighting situation. You know? <laughs> right. I don't. I don't know what the what the solution is here. But yeah, me neither. But I hope it doesn't affect my superhero movies. I hope know? it doesn't affect my superheroes. <laughs> oh boy. Um, that's all I got. That was all my right. final news. Well. Let's hear about the live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. And I'm going to pick something a little off the wall. Um, I'm picking from... Sumerian comics, Dylan. Oh, yes, Rock and Roll Hell number one, specifically cover C, which I Why? will send it. Well, because I it looks so cool. Uh, okay. it looks like a, it looks like an old heavy metal poster. Um, it's a 1990s uh oh, cool. Finnish yeah. death metal comic. It looks really cool. So it's really awesome. wide appeal, but yeah, oh yeah, about a band, a made up band called Feral Carnage. Uh, and the art's really neat. So like Come get rock and roll hell number one. My pick is uh, Rogan Gambit number one. It is a new uh, Marvel la- Marvel launch written by Stephanie Phillips, art by Carlos Gomez, and um, it takes place like within the Krakoa era, but it's like a new Rogan Gambit thing. Seems okay. cool. Sweet. My news, Dylan. My news. <laughs> yeah. I do you remember last week, Dylan? Uh, we talked about the stabby meal. Yeah. And we talked about. The week so before that, the week before that, we talked about the exclusive Scream promo poster you get by going to the fan event. So yeah. they're, they're ramping up, and I talked about it, they're ramping up all the promo for Scream Six. Uh, I might have said Scream Three a minute ago, but I meant Scream Six. Um, 
Cinemark Scream has opened VI. Scream VI. Ugh. Wait, it's just called Scream, right? I don't. Or is it no one? No. Scream Five was just Scream Five. I don't. Or was just Scream. I don't remember. Um, anyway, um, Scream Six is got a Cinemark is doing a ghost face popcorn head, a popcorn bucket. Um, and it is only available for pre-order on their website, not in theaters, which is very weird. That's dumb. I know it's 20 bucks. I'm thinking about getting it. Have you seen it? Get it. Yes. Okay. I it's it's 20 bucks with five dollar shipping. So I have a bunch of the collectible tins already, but I think you should do it. I think no, I actually don't. No, I, you have enough. I ha- I do. I have so many. I even have the Plus stupid the- solo one that's like uh, hexagonal or whatever. It's like not even round, which really throws off the stacking. I have them all stacked in the closet. That's I what use I was gonna them. Say you can't stack this one. So I like- know. I I use these. Like I I have my two in my main two in rotation are the uh, ones I care the least about: Dark Phoenix and uh, <laughs> one of the Star Wars. I think it's the bl- whatever's blue, uh, Last Jedi maybe. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Thank you. Yeah, I was Rise of Skywalker. The best one. Yeah, Dark Phoenix. Ugh. But I use Dark Phoenix a lot because I'm trying to wear that one out. Um, I don't this. Uh, hey, you know. Uh, anyway, um, Deadline is reporting, Dylan, that there's going to be an It prequel series called Welcome to Dairy set at HBO Max. This has been rumored for a little bit, but it's now officially greenlit. Um, it's going to be set in the uh, universe of the, the films, the recent films. Uh, it's from Warner TV, um, developed by Andy Muschietti, Barbara Muschietti, and Jason Fuchs, who did they did all the it, the it movies. Uh, we don't know much about it other than the quote from Stephen King, where he says, "I'm excited that the story of Dairy Maine of Dairy Maine's most haunted city is continuing, and I'm glad glad Andy Muschietti is going to be overseeing the frightening festivities, along with a brain trust that includes his talented sister Barbara." Red balloons all around. Uh, I'm excited. I don't know anything about it other than it's coming sometime, but it's official. It's real. It's from deadline. That's exciting. I'll watch it. Yeah, but absolutely. It would be cool if Bill Skarsgård would return, but I don't think I don't not, see it happening. No, not for this. Is it going to have Pennywise or no? Um. Well, so you I know, know what? It, it doesn't say in the article. It doesn't. Like, yeah, it doesn't say. They, they just give you like vibes. I would. I, Pennywise has got to show up though. You think? Uh, yeah, dude. I think he has to. Played by um, someone else. I don't see why not. I mean, although maybe it's HBO. Maybe maybe they got maybe they got Skarsgård for for one episode lockdown. You know. Yeah. And they get they get him for a day and they film as to an entire seasons of the content. Um, next we have, uh, furthering our Stephen King news. Uh, there's going to be a documentary. So this is kind of interesting. I normally wouldn't cover something like this. Um fully there's a stephen king documentary coming out called king on screen about as you would imagine uh all of his the adaptations of his work um deadline details it as king on screen offers audiences an intimate sit down with directors who have adapted king's work for the screen looking at the movies and shows that have brought his body of work an entirely new life both the ones that reach the top tier echelons of pop culture history and those that fell by the wayside into obscurity shout out dark tower um (laughs) But so that's interesting. But stuff like this comes out all the time. However, this is getting released in theaters, which is interesting to me. According to Deadline, it is going to be released in theaters late summer with a digital release in the fall. So, hmm. okay. My question for you, Dylan, is is this coming to Houston or is released in theaters code for this is going to be released in six theaters in New York City and then 
we'll we'll see it on Screenbox or something. Did I say Dark Star Pictures? Dark, Dark Star Pictures. Dark Star Pictures is a real company, but like not like that real. I mean, they make stuff. I've seen You could see like an Alamo Draft House or something. It's possible. Man, I'm looking at their movies at Dark Star cuz I mean, I know Dark Star, but I couldn't pull anything up offhand. And I'm looking at all the movies on their website and man, I don't see anything in here that got any sort of a wide release. Yeah, no, there's nothing. So I would say it's very unlikely, but either way, it's going to be cool to see, hopefully, if it's good. Oh, no, The Last Matinee. That movie was great. Uh, but that also, well, that didn't get theatrical, but oh, well. Uh, um, okay. Uh, as a, as a uh, Dylan, do you know the film company, The Asylum? Sounds familiar. Oh, well, they've done such um, hits as Snakes on a Train, Atlantic Rim, oh, Sharknado. Yes. That- Yes. yes yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you know the film that we're viewing today is sh- sh- is a uh, cocaine bear. Yes. Well, they have announced via Twitter by saying, "Hold our hold our bear," I mean beer, coming for your life this summer, and a poster for Attack of the Meth Gator. And I I I love that. I think that's great. Uh, Asylum films are terrible, um, but decidedly so. They know they're terrible. Right, and they're trying to be as stupid as possible. Like they have like, two-headed shark attack and all the all the million Sharknado movies. Have you ever seen any of these? Nope. They're terrible. They've had nobody you've ever heard of, or people that were on TV thirty years ago and have no career except for doing this kind of crap. Um, but anyway, I'm excited. I will definitely try to watch Attack of the Meth Gator. I'll keep you guys posted if a trailer gets released. Uh, usually, usually trailers don't drop for these. You just sort of find them at Walmart on DVD. Um, usually they try to get the, the the physical release out the same week that the theatrical is out. Like to confuse people. <laughs> like I know Maybe. Atlantic, Atlantic Rim released week, week to date of Pacific Rim, which is wild. Maybe they'll have it out in time for the physical release of Cocaine Bear. That'd be incredible. Like, well, you got to pick up the two pack, right? That's a double feature. Yes. Okay. Um, Dylan, do you remember the 2007 film grindhouse or theatrical experience grindhouse um so if you don't um grindhouse was a pair of films that was released theatrically uh directed by quentin tarantino uh and robert rodriguez they each did their own film packaged them together as a 70s style double feature with these uh fictional trailers in the middle of them um directed by eli roth rob zombie and on and on um but the eli roth one uh Eli Roth of Hostel fame. If you don't know who that is, he did the Hostel movies. Um, that's really what he's known for. He's done some other stuff, but nothing, nothing worth talking about. Um, he, it was a movie, a slasher movie called Thanksgiving, which when in an interview, he talked about, you know, there was just not a Thanksgiving based horror film around. So I wanted to, you know, make one. And it was a great trailer, really funny. Uh, but it was, a, it was announced that, uh, it is going to be a, fi- a full-length feature film. They've been talking about this since 2007, about actually making this. But Eli Roth is finally getting back behind the camera for a feature version of Thanksgiving. Um, Hollywood Reporter has uh, got some casting details. We're going to get uh, Addison Ray, Patrick Dempsey, and then some people that I've never heard of before. Jalen Thomas Brooks. Addison Ray. Yeah, Addison Ray, dude. Interesting. I, what, that's, yeah, right. Um, shooting uh, will begin next month or March 1st which is tomorrow. So cool. I'm, I'm excited. It. Oh, dude. I, do you remember the trailer for this? No, actually. Oh, it's so great. 
But I do it, love a holiday-based horror movie. So and there just aren't enough for Thanksgiving, right? So I I don't get I don't think there's any any for Thanksgiving. Other than well, after that uh came Thanksgiving, which came out after it was inspired by the Eli Roth trailer, so that doesn't count. Mm. All right, and last I have two trailers to get through really quick. Um, so I feel too. I am very conflicted about this first one. We have a, a film called The Pope's Exorcist comes out April fourteenth, starring Russell Crowe. Uh, okay, and Dylan, did you watch this trailer? Yes. Okay, so here, if you don't know this about me, exorcism is my favorite subgenre of horror films. I love them. I will watch all of them, no matter how bad. I really don't like Russell Crowe at all. I oh, he really? just no, I hate him so much as a, as an actor. He just bothers me. There's something about I I'm sure I've seen him in a movie where I thought he was good, but I always at least in the past 10 plus years or so, it's just been like overly hammy playing the same do, doing the same accent. I don't know. I don't really like Russell Crowe at all. So That's it's fair. a big distraction for me. I, that being said, I think the trailer is all right uh, for for a theatrically released exorcism film, which is already setting the bar kind of low. Um, but it's going to be rated R. It's and it's re- being released by a real studio. I forget who. Somebody <laughs> real. Uh, but what did you think of the trailer, Dylan? Oh, it's from Sony. It's from Sony. They didn't do it for me. Gotta be honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like. I mean, I don't hate Russell Crowe like you do. I really don't like him. He's not like, he won't make me go to a movie either. So I have no feelings. Um, so you'd skip it? I don't know. It looked kind of like derivative. It did. And But like. like they, Was that an homage in the beginning when he had like the hat and he was walking and like. Of course foggy? it was. Had to be. I'm, kinda, I'm tired of that homage. Like, I know. We've seen much. it. Yeah. We've seen it. In like, every exorcism movie. Uh, I, I get I, it. I get. I get it. We've all seen The Exorcist. Okay, it's the only horror film. It's one of the only two horror films to win an Academy Award. All right, like chill. Um, and I don't like exorcism movies when they're like about the priest or something. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, it like I like uh, it when it's about those can work. Those can they work, can, but they're but, just not my person. Dylan, I've seen a lot of these. Uh, this looks pretty mid. Uh, if it didn't have Russell Crowe, I, I honestly would be pretty excited about it because normally this crap doesn't make it to the big screen. And I don't, I really can't, can't put a finger on to why I love possession films so much. I just really love them. Did you uh, watch pray for the devil from last of co- year? Of course I did. That was so bad. It was Come atrocious. It was atrocious. Uh, it, it, it was embarrassing. I watched it at home. No, I knew it was okay, going to be terrible. Good. Okay. Last trailer um, of something that wasn't even really on my radar at all until this trailer popped up for uh, the new Apple plus uh, Apple TV plus film Tetris coming out March 31st starring Taron Edgerton. Mm-hmm. And I think this trailer is really good. I don't know about you, but like, I thought the trailer was really interesting, but maybe that is also because I'm a big, I, I really think this is interesting. <clears throat> the story of Alexei Pajanov and the creation of Tetris is just a very interesting story. Um, well, I have no connection to it. It looks interesting to me. So, okay, cool. Um, like, I really like Taron Edgerton. I want him to be more famous. It's successful. And like, it yeah. just looks really well made. And Apple TV makes good movies generally. So Okay, so I couldn't tell if like, there's a lot of Easter eggs for people who know about gaming history in here. A lot in the trailer. So I couldn't tell if that is like, is that obvious? Like, haha, reference. Or is that... Because you know how sometimes in the trailer you can watch something and see 
oh, they're obviously making a reference to something that I'm just not getting. I'm um, picking up. I picked up a ton of references in the trailer, but I, I don't know if it's reads. Are like you talking that. about like when, like visually things would? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Okay. Oh no 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 not not visually. I mean more like um, talking about names and dates and places and showing not naming people but like showing actors who oh that's clearly supposed to be you know this oh, famous no. nintendo person or okay okay i didn't cool. get that so okay that's cool. cool yeah i think i think it looks really cool i'm super excited go watch the trailer for this comes out march 31st um soon yeah i know so that means i'll have to get uh apple tv plus you won't regret it i mean everything on there is supposed to be good so I'm, i might and as well. they always have free trials you can get like three months free and you can watch just like a bunch of stuff. They have really good stuff. Okay. Um, before we wrap up, I will say um, Alexei Pajanov, who who created Tetris, the uh, guy who created Tetris, um, he he made a he got purchased uh, by Microsoft at some point. Like he, they bought him basically to come and became became a contracted Microsoft employee. He made a really cool game that nobody played called Mozaki Blocks. It's so good. If you can find it, I don't know if it exists anywhere online anymore, but Mozaki Blocks, I think is superior to Tetris. It's a very good game. Very well designed. Um, anyway, go, go look for Mozaki Blocks. Uh, but let's hear about all that uh, tabletop news or gaming events. It's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back and we are going to talk about Cocaine Bear. Uh, Final warning, spoilers for all the secrets inside Cocaine Bear. If you don't want to be spoiled about the true identity of the Cocaine Bear, (laughs) uh, turn back now yeah you've been warned anyway cocaine bear so we saw this movie this week uh this has been like the meme movie of the year like i think it picked up after megan right because everybody was like super excited about megan and it was very meme and then cocaine bear came out different meme in a different way um but definitely felt like both would make good additions to dead by daylight oh absolutely uh (laughs) I think, uh, yes, for sure. I think uh, this one definitely, before before seeing it, you know what? What was your hype level for this movie, Dylan? Were you excited to see this movie? I was pretty excited, yeah. Um, I thought the trailer looked super fun, and then I saw the positive reviews for the movie, and that is, it seems like something that wouldn't get, uh, you know, 
glowing reviews. A good a good reception. So um that yeah. made me a bit more excited for it. So I was pretty hype. Okay. Cool. I wasn't like, um, oh cocaine bear. Like it was right. some people like, were some people were, man. No, not me. But I was like looking forward to seeing it. Sure. Yeah, I was too. Um I like this kind of crap. Uh I like this kind of stupid, you know, cocaine bear, right? The movie's called Cocaine Bear. It it's like snakes on a plane. You know what you got, right? Um, do you like it when big studios try and make like a B-level horror movie, or does it like lose its charm? Do you think if they're like who put this out? Um, do you do you know offhand who put it out? Because like I don't, because uh, I do have Universal. Some, okay, Universal. Yeah, I do have some complaints. Uh, I saw, I saw your rating. Yeah, well. Which is also what I gave Knock at the Cabin. Don't forget that's so that 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 Knock at the Cabin. That Knock at the Cabin two is really going to inform a lot of my rating going forward. You know, like interesting. Anyway, so I was we'll I was there. pretty excited about it. Well, um, let's talk about what is the plot of the movie. You all know the plot of the movie. It's about a bear. <laughs> it's it's about the mafia accidentally or some organized crime people accident or dumping some cocaine out of an airplane. Uh, this is based on a true story. Uh, how true? I don't know. I didn't research that. Um, well, the bear does find the cocaine and eats a bunch of it and promptly dies. <laughs> that's the ah. that's the true story. Well, yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, it's the organized crime dropping some cocaine out of a ditching some cocaine out of a moving airplane and a bear gets into it and gets superpowers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, basically. Um Anyway, so I think it has like converging storylines that were interesting a little (laughs) bit. Hit or well, actually, they were hit or miss. There was one about like a little girl who got lost and her mom's looking for her, and then there's one about like the actual drug people trying to recover the cocaine, and then there's like the ranger. Uh, there's a a lot of stuff going on in this movie, which surprised me. There's there's too many plots and not enough payoff. Like, okay, so I think. Everybody who was in this movie knew what movie, knew exactly what movie they were in, which I appreciate. This this was not Jared Leto inside Morbius, right? This is this is a different. This is different. We know. We all know. And what I think movie. that's. I think when you see that like consistency, that's a testament to the director a little bit. Like Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks, I think like got everyone on the same track. I Absolutely think, impressive. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I I love that this is probably Ray Liotta's final film. I mean, I don't know if there's any more in the can. I know he has re- he's since passed away. Um, I don't know if there's any more Ray, Ray Liotta films coming out, but I think he would appreciate that his final film is Cocaine Bear. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, he's like the big mafia boss guy. Um, it, we don't need to get into the plot anymore. The, we, you know the plot. Um, I know. Yeah. What What did you What did you like about the movie, Dylan? Do you have any standout characters, performances? What was like a standout success for you? Um, I thought there were a couple, like I said, the, there were like all these groups of people converging and they were, the storylines were hit or miss for me. Sometimes I was kind of bored and sometimes I really liked it. Um, my favorite one was the one with, um, David and Eddie. David is my favorite character in this film. David is great. Yeah. O'Shea Jackson Jr. And then I really liked Eddie also, Alden Ehrenreich. He's just like, he looks super familiar. Alden Ehrenreich. Like he was solo and Han Solo. Oh, he was Uh, solo. Oh my God. He was solo. Wow, how did he's really that? good. He's he he was in a Sundance movie I watched. Him. He's really good in that too. I want him to. He was really I, good. At I this. hate that he got the Star Wars treatment, you know. Yeah. Um, but that was my favorite uh, lot there, and I yeah. oh, and also I really liked um, Ranger Liz. I oh my god! Great. 
so uh, forgive Margo me. Margot Martindale. Margot Martindale. Margot Martindale. Is that the character name or the actress's name? That's the actress's name. Ranger okay, Liz it, is very because according to according to Google, that is the name and character. Um, but <laughs> kind of yeah. But like, but to that to that point, she plays that character or like within ten degrees of that character in everything. And lately, I feel like ever since I've really been aware of her, you know. But I think she's great. Uh, she was excellent in that movie. I think the kids were okay. The I think the girl was more annoying than the boy. The boy was the boy had all the meaty lines. Yeah, the, uh, Henry. the boy from a uh, sweet tooth. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. Yeah, the kids. I that was I didn't care about that. Uh, but the kid had the good. I, I think Henry had the good lines. Uh, True. I mean, she was kidnapped most of the movie, so right. I don't know why the bear kidnapped her, but whatever. My favorite thing is that Henry, the little boy, kept calling it the co- the cocaine bear. Like, like it's the proper title, you know. I thought that was yeah. hilarious. I don't know if that was a design choice or that's just what the kid did, but like <laughs> that was great. Um, but O'Shea Jackson Jr. was my favorite character. I thought he was great. Um, he just was clearly in over his head, out of his depth, and just just trying to just trying to do his job. Um, I'll tell you the the weirdest, least important character to me that I just did not like is the cop. Oh yeah, yeah. The cop, Bob. the Bob, <laughs> Bob. Okay, so nothing with his plot made any sense to me. Like he's got this dog that, like he, like the the whole Rosette thing. I just hated. I I thought it was so like it did it did it went nowhere. Like it, they made a big <laughs> deal talking about Rosette. The whole like Rosette's in a lot of this movie. Yeah, I thought it was gonna we we're gonna have a different payoff. I thought maybe it was gonna be like. Rosette's gonna beat the he cocaine bear or something. To Rosette or something, and that's like the emotional arc for him, you know? Right. But I no. like that it kind of like tied into. I like that Rosette connected him to the other storyline because they got the dog, you know, defeat so, and Eddie. I, I will say that they did a very good job of convening all their nonsensical stories together. <laughs> um, yes. I think there was way too many stories going on at the same time, like. I want to know why was that group of roughhousing teens called the Duchamp boys? Why? <laughs> like, oh yeah, those rascal Duchamp boys. They're over here causing like what? Like, there's a lot of stuff that makes me in this movie just go, what? Um, and um, I think that's like the style though. Like, yeah, you have to, it's, you have to like appreciate that. Like the rapid fire nonsense. It's, it is like a Phil Lord and Chris Miller movie. So it's like, sure. Some things will not make sense and not be funny. You just have to go with like, it. Just throwing yeah. it to the wall and eventually stuff sticks. Um, I, I So I want to say I feel like my problems with the film are that I feel like it was, it did exactly what it needed to do. Uh, so I'll just get right out and say that. But I think like technically it was, there's a lot of stuff left to be desired. Uh, I think there's a lot of, it just felt very cheap and I mean, it was, I'm sure, but it felt like poorly written. Again, it's, I, I feel stupid making complaints about writing in cocaine bear, but um, I feel like a lot of the plot was nonsensical and unnecessary. Like there was character, half these characters did not need to be here. It's too many moving parts. This movie's on an hour and 35 minutes. Yeah. Unnecessary. Um, just get to the cocaine bear. I mean, to be fair, the, the bear was in a lot of this movie. Um, but it felt like um, a streaming movie 
to me. It felt like a direct-to-video shutter, you know, type of a thing that tested well and got released in theaters. Is what it, is what it felt like to me. Isn't that by design though? Isn't it supposed to be like a eighties action, like stupid movie? Right. So did it like was it like too accurate to that to where you like checked out a little bit, maybe? Yeah, or... I think so. I think it was like so I I like that vibe more when it I think we were talking about it. Yeah, it's what you asked earlier. I was like, I like that vibe when they're not going for it. You know, yeah, I get when, that. when you're going for serious. And you end in, <laughs> you know, that's that's what I like. And this was going for the laugh. And it was funny. And I enjoyed it. Um, but I think the quality of the film left a lot to be desired for me. Do you have any complaints, Dylan? Um, I mean, I basically said I would like that. I do agree too many characters and not all of them were like that compelling. They were outshined by other characters. I think maybe just the the kids with Carrie Russell, the mom, and then the mafia. And like, that right. could have been it. And that would have been fine. I think like we don't need the do chant boys. We don't need the Ranger story. Although they're funny. I did like that one. Yeah. The, the one, I don't know, rascal team dude that <laughs> well, yeah. survived. I thought he was, he had good lines too, though. He did. He um, did. Well, the, oh, you also need people for the cocaine bear to eat. Yes. Is the thing. But some so you, of them had like full backstories, you know. I know like, I we got a lot of time that. with. I I, I mean, I, it was an hour and thirty five minutes, so it was not too long, right? And Christopher uh, Tormund, I don't know how what his last name is, uh, Tormund Giants Bane. Uh, yeah, he he was like a cartoon character. I mean, it, it was it was really yes. funny. Was like he's playing Olaf. Yeah, he's yes, he is. Um. But anyway, um, I don't know, man. This, I I had a good time, but like, it's I think it's mostly not great. But I liked it. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. Like, I don't think it's that great, but I had a good time. I I thought I had some like it was a little bit more brutal than I was expecting to. It, you know what? That is correct. It really was. Um, I also think I would have benefited from seeing this with a group of people. I saw it by myself. Oh man. I saw it in a packed theater on Saturday night. It I saw really it, helped. I, I saw it Sunday morning, twelve thirty. This is the movie where you want like the cheering and the laughing and stuff. I think too. Yes, you know? I, it was me and like four people. But I did see it in AMC Prime. That was nice. Okay, well, it looked good then. It did. I mean, as good as it's gonna look. I think you might have. I think you might have had a little bit of different experience. You know. Yeah, I I, I don't just dis- I don't dispute that. Um, I think. The theater experience definitely uh, didn't help it, but what was your favorite kill? My favorite kill, <laughs> um, David's fingers. No, um, Ray Liotta. It was great. Like it just it, like they just like touched his stomach and guts are out. Like <laughs> yeah, like they just went like a quick like knife through the butter and then just like his intestines Yanking on the, the intestines out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. um my favorite was Ranger Liz when she oh my god the ambulance. I was waiting for her to not be dead though. Yes, when they're walking by her at the end, I thought for sure. Yes, I thought for sure, but no. Um, Did you notice my nail test. polish? She was great. I love. She was. She was great. Off of, of her. Um, I don't know. I don't have many complaints because I think it like achieved what it wanted to. 
know what I mean? Yeah, I I agree with you. I guess I I guess I'm looking at it differently, right? Like I, as someone who watches a lot of this type of cinema, authentic, authentically this type of cinema, um, you can emulate it, but like I I think it emulated it too on the nose. To me, I get that. Maybe it. Maybe I benefit a bit from not having seen too many of it, you know. Dylan, like have you have you ever those. seen Surf Nazis too? You know, come on. No. Well, then what are you doing? But with then, how life? do you enjoy the Asylum movies? Aren't well, see, those trying to be stupid too? Yeah, but those don't have real actors in them. Those. Those <laughs> have no... Russell's fault. <laughs> yeah, Carrie Russell. I will say everybody was good in this movie. Um. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna talk about a kid but right yeah right uh, they were yeah they they all like you said i appreciate that they all knew exactly what they were doing and like jesse tyler ferguson was great too and a little bit that he was in um as i don't know ranger liz's love interest i'm not sure uh yeah he was was really funny i would like to see more of this type of movie from elizabeth banks because she did that charlie's angels movie and i didn't like that um, but I'd rather her, I'd rather see her do like kind of this kind of comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think the, the comedy was fine. I just don't like the, the rapid fire thing. I think we've established that though. Like generally speaking, that's not the type of comedy that I tend to go for. That's probably why I don't like a lot of the, the Melissa McCarthy comedy so much. Cause they do that a lot. I get it, but I like that. So, right. I think this is like our biggest like division normally, like on that type of comedy. Yeah, you know, but um, I feel the same way. But let's. I would. I would stand by saying. I still think get, it's absolutely worth it. a. I so I would recommend you watch it. I just think it's not good. I think it's a fun watch. Like I, I think but so, you're saying it's unsuccessful, like on its own, even. Um. Right. Or is the two unsuc- stars just your enjoyment level? Um. No, the two stars. I th- so uh, I'm giving it two stars. By the way, um, I'm gonna say. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Spoiled. <laughs> spoiled. Um, and I gave it three. Look, we're, look, we're on Letterbox. All right, that's how Dylan saw it already. Um, yeah, that's fine. So I, my two stars is for quality. I think it is an overall two. I don't. A I mean, forty out of a hundred. That's like major failing. You weren't successful in almost everything you did. I look. I gave Terrifier a two, and I think Terrifier is. You like uh, that? I do. I like it, but like, I don't think it's that well made. Like, it's pretty amateur, and I think I think there was a lot of structural problems with the movie. I think there's like the, like the characters and the plot and the dialogue. That's most of the movie, right? Like, yeah, but not. Were there any structural problems here? Oh no, that's what I'm talking about in Cocaine Bear. I don't. I thought it was coherent and went together. Oh no, and, no, it was coherent. I, I I don't disagree with you. It was co- it was coherent. Um, I think I just. <laughs> I, I don't think I fully I, understand your horror rubric. You have a different. I think you have a different like scale than like a drama or a. I do. Where we align on everything, you know. I do. You have I do. So much. You have like a much richer history with horror than I. <laughs> you do know that. And also, I lied. I gave Terrifier a three. I lied. I I looked it up. I thought I gave it a two. I'm not going to go to the mat for a cocaine bear, though. So, but uh, so, but, but look. Gym. That being said, that being said, there's plenty of twos that I think are worth watching, like, um, this one. And now, will I watch it again? Probably not. But 
like I'm looking to see what other things I've given a two to lately. Um, fast six, <laughs> too fast, too furious. Uh huh. Scoob. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a two five because now that I'm seeing that I gave Scoob a two, <laughs> I can't. I wait. Scoob Scoob was a two. Ain't no way. Well, I I was that's low, or that that's high. I mean, excuse me. Is it? I remember not. Scoob. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. I it's, hated. I think I remember. Hated Scoob. Memory, anyway, to be honest. I don't remember anything about that movie. But um, anyway, go see it with a group. Go on like if you're like comfortable going to a like more crowded theater. Go on like a at an evening show. That's what we learned. More people. That is what we learned. I think is that uh, Cocaine Bear needs to be seen with people. Where's my rating? It's not up here. Um, but anyway, um, I oh, look. I had fun. I I, cl- I clicked the liked button. All right, like. So like on on knock at the cabin on on knock at the cabin it's a two but I did not click liked you know no I don't you, get it you don't get it I'm just picturing a teacher being like here you get a forty good job like on a test you know <laughs> well look Dylan, I liked your paper but it was awful it's like look your your paper sucked all right like you're not you're not very good at writing but I was entertained. But I see what you were going for. I see what you were trying for. You didn't do it well, but I see what you're trying for. And it was all right. I guess I get it. I get it. Um, I was like, look, we can do another hour on on philosophy. On... I feel like you're doing the stars with your mind and then like the heart, like with your heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, like so, yeah, absolutely. The, 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 the heart is whether or not I really like it. Did I resonate with it? Did I like it? <laughs> and then the stars are objective quality to me. My, in my, in my opinion, my, my quality. That makes Overall, more sense to me. yeah. All right, but anyway, go see Cocaine Bear. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I really do. I I remember watching it, thinking, "I wish I was seeing this with people." You know, there's going to be a sequel too. Oh, absolutely, and I'll see it. Actually, you hope my, it's a bear again, or like a different animal. Like co- mm, different animal. A different drug. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dylan, we've got meth bear. <laughs> we've got uh, what, what was it, Attack of Meth Gator coming up. So, but that's going to be bad. Um. That's a Heroin, one star. Hippo. I don't know. Yeah, Jesus. Like, we'll think of something. Um, my my other favorite line is when uh, they see the bear the bear cubs covered in cocaine, and they're like, "Oh, oh no, they're they're covered in it." And the girl's like, "Ah, oh, they're fine." It's just <laughs> bears just going. Meh. What a what a film. Anyway, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye everyone. This is Dylan and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.